Today's episode is brought to you in part by Logos. Logos combines digital books with intelligent software to help you study the Bible deeply. Do word studies with one click, search for virtually anything in your Bible, and enjoy dozens of features that help you see more in Scripture. Right now, you can find my book, Virtuous Persuasion, A Theology of Christian Mission, as well as get a listener discount on Logos by visiting logos.com slash mniebauer. That's logos.com slash mniebauer. What does it mean to be meek? Why should we not retaliate when someone harms us? How do we endure harm without having it affect our identity? Welcome to This We Believe, a podcast where we explain the essential texts of the Christian faith. My name is Dr. Michael Niebauer. Jesus continues the Beatitudes by declaring, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Meekness is innocence in lowliness wrapped into one. Meek persons are innocent and pure. They do not harm others and never intentionally give offense. It is precisely because of this innocence that the meek are also lowly. They are able to take upon themselves the brokenness and burdens of those around them. Meekness is a virtue that is revealed in the midst of trials and hardships. When a meek individual is harmed, they do not retaliate nor do they let that harm diminish them. The meek do not retaliate and are not diminished in the face of harm. A meek person is secure enough in their identity in Christ that they can face insults and injury without having these harms affect their self-worth. Here, an example might be helpful. Let's say an enemy of mine insults me and calls me worthless. I can respond in a number of different ways. First, I could retaliate. I could fight fire with fire and counter that insult by calling them mean, heartless, and ugly. I would probably be justified in responding this way. And this is how justice in many societies function. An offense should be remedied with a punishment commensurate with that offense. Second, I could believe and appropriate that insult. I could receive that insult and believe it to be true about myself, to believe that I was indeed worthless. If I were to do this, I would be letting my enemy define who I am and defining my identity. Meekness is the middle ground between these two extremes. On the one hand, the meek receive harm without retaliation. They do not fight back and return harm for harm. But on the other hand, they do not internalize that harm. They don't let that other person get inside their head. As we can see here, forgiveness plays a large role in meekness. Rather than seeking revenge for an insult, and rather than believing the insult to be true, the meek forgive their enemies. In forgiving, they acknowledge the falsity of the insult, yet also forego all desires to seek revenge.
How can we cultivate meekness? Here, as with so many of the Beatitudes, we look to Jesus as our model. In Jesus, we see displayed perfect meekness. Jesus was the only human being without sin, and thus no one had any reason to mistreat or abuse him in any way. In addition, Jesus is fully God and thus capable of responding to any abuse given with swift and immediate retribution. He alone had the power to resist and overcome any form of harm that was directed his way. And yet, in meekness, Jesus endured immense abuse and suffering on the way to the cross. He endures physical and emotional abuse and psychological torment. Every kind of harm imaginable is foisted upon Jesus. After he endured all of this hardship, he is tempted one final time while he stood on the cross. Here, the chief priests mock him, challenging him to come down from the cross if he is truly the Son of God. In these insults, Jesus is being challenged to either retaliate or to be diminished. On the one hand, Jesus is being challenged to use his power to retaliate against those who have harmed him. If he is the Son of God, then his power should be displayed with a great act of vengeance on his persecutors. On the other hand, he is being tempted by the priest to question his own identity as the Son of God. Here, if Jesus doesn't retaliate, it will prove to the priests that he is powerless, and thus he is not who he says he is. Yet, through all of this, Jesus displayed perfect meekness. He refuses to retaliate and remains steadfast in fulfilling his mission as the Son of God. Jesus remains meek on the cross so that he might fulfill his purpose, to take upon himself our sins in the sin of the world. He refuses to retaliate because he desires to forgive our sins, to take upon himself the burden of our sins. And to those who believe in Jesus, he offers not retaliation for our sins, but forgiveness. It is thus through Jesus that we can now have the power to be meek. When we suffer injustice, we can turn to the one who suffered injustice for our sake. We can endure mocking and mistreatment, knowing that the lies told about us have no bearing on our identity. Our identity is already secured by the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. When we are burdened by the weight of the world, we no longer have to lash out or fall into despair. Instead, we can place our burdens on Jesus, knowing that he will carry them for us. Jesus invites his followers to be yoked to him, to lean on him because his burden is easy and his yoke is light. This in turn gives us the power to meekly take upon ourselves the burdens of others. Those who have cultivated meekness are able to comfort those in distress. They are able to receive to carry the weight of their friend's pain upon themselves without it crushing their spirits. How should we cultivate meekness? It can seem that meekness should be considered an affront to justice. The meek seem to be those who give up their desire to see true justice in the world. However, we discover the reasons why Christians can be meek in the second part of this beatitude, where Jesus states that the meek shall inherit the earth. We see the meek inheriting the earth at the end of the Bible. In the book of Revelation, it states that Jesus will come again to bring a final and perfect judgment on the world. 
and will banish from the earth all sin, evil, and wickedness. Then, those who believe in Jesus will rise to their eternal glory and reside on a perfectly just earth. The prophet Isaiah says something similar, that Jesus will banish all serpents from Mount Zion and make it a place for God's people to live free from evil and injustice. This hope of a future and perfect justice gives Christians the ability to endure all sorts of injustices in the present. We can let go of our desire to take justice into our own hands, because we know that those who harm us in the present will be the recipients of Jesus' perfect judgment in the future. The meek, in a sense, let Jesus be the judge. In addition, Christians have confidence that they will be raised by Christ after this final judgment. Their identity, their self-worth is already secured. No matter what names they are called, and no matter how much they are trampled upon in the present, their names are already written in the book of life, and they know that they will live forever in the perfect justice of Mount Zion. I'd like to thank you for joining me today on This We Believe. If you have enjoyed this episode, we'd ask that you leave a review for us on iTunes. If you would like to connect further, please visit our Facebook page at This We Believe Podcast, our Twitter at we underscore believe underscore pod, and you can send us an email at thiswebelievepodcast at gmail.com. Take care and God bless. Mm-hmm.